Welcome back, everybody. It's 2-0. We're in the 20s now. 20 exact. Uh, so old. No, it's younger than me and you. We're not old. The, the podcast is younger than we are in episodes compared to years. Sure. Uh, sure. Something uh, like that. Summer Showdown has finished. Ta-da. We are now... Com- we are now... Completely finished with all the actual tournaments because Countdown Cup doesn't really count because it's a play-in tournament, not a normal tournament. So the the best teams are no longer going to be playing in tournaments to playoffs. It's only the, the uh, best teams already weren't playing in tournaments. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess at the gladiators. At tweet. the gladiators, <laughs> man, Reiner went off a little bit. I couldn't tell if he was baiting or not, and then he deleted the tweet, and I think he deactivated his Twitter again. That man again. again. Welcome the classic Reiner move. But yeah, summer Yo, showdown Reiner. finished. I uh, it was fun to watch again. A LAN event, another one. This time, first one in Canada. Canada. Uh, Custa doused himself in maple syrup. <laughs> and it was good to have good. good to have Puckett back on the broadcast. I I, yeah, I, I really good. enjoyed having Puckett back on the desk. He brings uh some professionalism that doesn't exist otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, for me, I, I didn't watch early owl, like not nearly. As oh, much you, as you weren't, you sure. weren't, you, you don't really know the, the but, pocket uh, days, but that being said, like it, it was good to have some, you know, new energy on the desk. Like, you know, just like with overly, except he actually knows overwatch someone. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to see. It was a fun tournament, though, even though everyone played literally the same thing. And I think I remembered reading from, I don't know if it was from the stats guy on Twitter, but he, there were zero substitutions. Zero player substitutions in the entire tournament. Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, like, we didn't see, like, Doha. There was no, I mean, there was nothing. It, it was, uh, but, you know, whatever. So what we're going to do is the same that we've done with all of the tournaments. Just go through, talk about the teams in the order of elimination. Not just, like, games, because that'd be a lot of games to talk about. So we've broken up the teams, like usual, based on breakdown. And we, we have combined the regions here, just because, you know, APAC only had four teams. So we just kind of chalked them in. So to start, you know, there were three teams that just kind of came in left, came and went. Titans, Justice, Charge, showed up, played two games, uh, and then left. Uh, yeah. Which which one do you want to start with? Which one of these three do you want to start with? Uh, let's just start at the first one you mentioned, Titans. Uh, they took a map from the Shock, and I think that was kind of a big tournament highlight um, for them, and kind of the only one. They didn't do much, but they weren't really expected to to do much. Like, the fact they made the tournament was awesome, and... And they yeah, didn't perform I, I poorly that... by any means. I mean, they, yeah. were, they're play- they were playing against literally the seven other best teams in north america so they should they just kind of came they collected their league point and just enjoyed being there and that being said even with their league point i believe they're still two or three points behind boston though so they'll need to do good in this countdown cup qualifiers to get that play-in spot because they're literally just competing with boston because since they made it and like new york didn't make it and boston didn't make it either I'm pretty sure Vancouver is the only one that is really contesting Boston. I don't think New York is really, because New York only has, what, like two points, three points? Whereas Titans, I think, have four. 
So do they, uh, who do they play in this next little bit? I'd have to look, and we'll we'll, we'll look at that next week as well, especially since there's no matches. Um, no, that's true. But I mean, I the King performed very. I I would say that in terms of their two games, King probably stood out the most in terms of yeah. the team overall. I didn't feel like Aspire did as much as he normally did, but then again, I mean, he looked the best when they were playing like the worst team. So I mean, him not popping quite off you know off as much when they're playing the san francisco shock <laughs> and i mean yeah, taking I, a map uh, off the shock is nothing to slap i mean i don't have a great feeling about this next little thing i i pulled up their matches what do we got london gladiators dallas toronto and florida oh so they losable they, <laughs> they might beat florida hopium but, uh <laughs> I mean, they yeah. just have to hope Boston flames <laughs> out, and they just have to get... I mean, it's not looking good for the Titans moving forward, but I I, I think they can walk out of this tournament feeling good about themselves. Like, they, they yeah. performed... They did better than they were expected to do this year. Exactly. So, I think they did well, but nobody expected a whole lot out of them, to be completely fair. Uh, however, the other NA team that went two and out, the Justice... Uh, you know, we were one map away from the Justice literally making this tournament go a completely different route. Yeah. If Justice 3 0'd the fuel, they won. Suddenly, Spitfire playing Justice and probably beat Justice, and Spitfire probably would have been in the winner's finals. Yeah, and the crazy thing is Washington took more maps off Dallas than anyone else. Than anyone else did. And honestly, like... Is that true for the entire stage? Like, Dallas didn't uh, go to five on any, did they? I'm trying to think. No, because Gla- no, Glad's took two maps off them because they went to five. Okay. But uh, that's a that's good company to, to Yeah, keeping, Justice you know? took more like, maps off of Fuel than I'm... They took as many maps off Fuel as Shock did in three attempts. Yeah. And it really came down to the fact that this first game, this first game that Fuel played, they... Washington was really good at exploiting the Ash comp, and we saw that a lot in this tournament of how Ash was getting exploited by the, the Sojourn comps because when you're playing the Ash, you can't play aggressive because that's just not how Ash works. So you're kind of like forced to play reactionary, and so Justice just kind of ran it down mid, but then Fuel went, oh wait, this isn't working, put Edison on Sojourn, and then the last three maps weren't even close. Yeah. But we could have had a very different tournament. Had Fuel gone into the loser's bracket day one, it the the losers bracket would have just been a bloodbath. Fuel would have just killed everybody. Nobody yeah. would have had any hope of going anywhere, and we would have. Well, had... And I think the finals still would have been. It, yeah, the finals would have Dallas. been the same. It's just teams like but... Mayhem and Defiant wouldn't have gotten as far because Fuel would have just kicked them out. Yeah. And it's like you. What we would have had is Spitfire in the finals, who would have just gotten rolled by Shock anyways. And it's like, we would have had the same finals, but Justice, it's weird because Justice goes to five against Fuel, but then they play Defiant and then they just, they didn't do as well. And I think a lot of that had to do with Decay. Decay was really popping off when Fuel was only playing the Ash comps, but it was weird because Defiant did that a lot as well. So Justice just didn't play quite the same. They kind of just got reverse swept by Fuel and then maybe just got boomed a little bit. And yeah, it happens. Justice are in an okay spot, I think, for plans. I think they're the number nine. I think they're the ninth seed. 
above Boston yeah. and below Florida. And I don't really think they have anything to worry about. As long as they don't just like throw it down the toilet, they're basically guaranteed a play-in spot. So. Yeah, I think they're definitely in a good spot. And, I mean, they've had consistency issues the entire season. But when they're when they decide to show up and play, like, they can play against anyone. And I think that's what we saw this tournament in that first match is, is you know, when the Justice decide to show up, they can take maps from the fuel and potentially take matches in the future. So I think if you're looking for, like, you know, some crazy stuff to happen during the playoffs. I think the Justice are one of those teams to keep an eye on mm -hmm. as being able to potentially, you know, pull a run for the title or, or do some crazy upsets. Pull some upsets and moving, shifting things around. Yeah. So yeah, that was the, those two. And, and I mean, they're two different. I mean, Justice almost were able to move on and then just kind of fell out. But Titans, you know, they got them getting there was, was a big deal. Over on the APAC side of things, there was also a team that was just happy to be there. Uh, Guangzhou Charge kind of got rolled, but... But no big surprise there. No. Like, I mean, we would talked about it, like, with the other three teams being who they are, like, I think Guangzhou was the only team that we really thought didn't stand a, a chance of winning the, this thing. Yeah, but them making the tournament puts them in a... I mean, they're, unless Valiant, like, really wake up in the Countdown Cup and Guangzhou just flounders, Guangzhou should, the charge should have their play-in spot pretty much locked in because they, it takes three of the remaining four teams for play-ins. So them making the tournament, giving them an extra league point over the Valiant, I think puts them several because they went four and two and Valiant only won a single game. So they don't really have anything to worry about. APAC is pretty much... We know which teams are going to be probably in the play-ins at the very least. Seeding is the only thing that'll change. But Charge, yeah, we didn't really expect a whole lot out of them. I mean, I yeah. thought they could have probably done a little bit better com considering that they literally beat everybody but Seoul and Shanghai in the qualifiers. But to be fair, those weren't the same team. You know, this, the Fusion team that they lost here wasn't the same one that they beat in the qualifiers. So mm -hmm. I, I thought I, I wanted to see more from Jimmy. Jimmy didn't really do a whole lot. Custa hypes him up the wazoo, but you know, it's the Guangzhou charge at the end of the day. It's still the charge. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't think, like I said, I don't, I don't think this came as a big surprise to no. anyone. These three teams being the first three out, I don't think are too surprising on the APAC side of things. Charge was definitely the one that I would have picked to go out first. And then same, I, I would have picked Titans to go out first. I didn't think that Justice were going to get rolled out based on the, the round one performances. I, I would have definitely picked probably the, the Defiant to have been the one to go out after how Justice performed, but them going out, I didn't think they were going to make it far in the bracket regardless. So yeah. these being the first three out, it's not, not a terribly large surprise. Uh, but then we move on to our teams. Uh, so the Outlaws... I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why we thought anything was going to happen. And then Spitfire had a little case of deja vu. Well, <laughs> I thought it was really funny because so the way this went down, you had September eighth. You had London beating Toronto, and that same day you had Houston beating Florida. Both games were pretty pretty one sided. London and Houston just dominated. Yeah, rolled which them. we kind of expected. 
Then both teams get knocked down to the lower bracket on September 9th. To, by fuel and, and September shock, September 10th, yeah. they lose to each other's teams opponents. teams lose to each other's <laughs> opponents that they beat pretty handily the the first day and so it's like like, man it was so sad and when toronto beat houston internally i was like yes here it is my team's in and then london goes 2-0 against florida and i'm like oh yeah this is easy and then occasion comes around (laughs) and i was like well and even i was like if london when london beats florida and it was when it was when yeah i was like they beat then the it's yeah. just them against Toronto, who they've beaten they twice beat. now in the last yeah. week, and then they go against the Shock, and and who knows, you know, it could be kind of kind of crazy stuff. But instead, but instead they lost. They got reverse was, swap. Yeah, and that was tragic. our our two teams. Literally, I mean, Spitfire actually just had a case of deja vu. It literally textbook how the midseason madness went. <laughs> yeah. Knocked down the losers, reverse swap by Mayhem. You're done. After the mayhem lose three zero to the outlaws, but then the outlaws did what they did against the Spitfire earlier in the stage and just didn't show up. That outlaws team that played that defiant team was not the team that three zeroed the the mayhem, and not even the team that played the shock. Because even though the outlaws got three one by the shock, the one map they took, they played out of their minds on Hollywood, but they just looked. It was tragic. They looked lost. yeah, it it really is interesting because like the London match, you know, reverse sweeps happen. Yeah, they happen. You know? it, it happens. You get the momentum swing. It makes sense. But like Houston getting three would by Toronto, it shouldn't happen. But with Houston, like this is the second time this tournament cycle. Yeah, and like, like the first one, the first one against like the Spitfire, you look at it and you're like, okay, maybe it was Piggy had just left. They were like not in a good mental spot. Yeah. But this one makes no so, sense. Yeah, and so I wonder if there is something when it comes to like maybe team relationships where like, you know, a couple players really don't get along or there's a discrepancy between the like coaching staff and the players or something. Like I wonder if there's some like behind the scenes drama that kind of causes this to happen because now that like, piggy's not around and now that piggy's not around so that's kind of my guess is is maybe the houston san francisco game kind of stirred up some some crap and and that was what led to the toronto match. yeah because i mean they i mean, like i want to analyze it but i'm like that but that they shouldn't be because pl- the, the problem that i was seeing with the outlaws is they were just playing so scared so scared and it's like if they were rang- if they were playing ash permanently okay fine you can't really play super aggro with ash but they weren't they were putting merit on sojourn and i mean merit and pelican were like largely absent and yeah. a lot of what pelican was doing is he was like going so deep with like blades trying to hero play it and like clutch it out when he didn't have to do that so he would be out in no man's land get picked and then fight's done and dante was getting it was just it was very similar to how the Spitfire game went, and the Outlaws just kind of sat there and just died. Yeah. And this is, I mean, they've now finished sixth, eighth, and sixth in the tournaments. Yeah. But they... Which is really tragic, because, like, and, and one of the big things about this team comp is is you need to play aggressively. You know, like, you know, e- even with the Ash, the rest of the team needs to push forward, needs to use mm-hmm. their ults. Because like in in other metas like that's 
one thing that separates this current meta with a lot of you know previous metas is is this one you want to be the one to ult first a lot of the time you want to push against you know push people all the way back to spawn and stuff and, and take these close fights and, and stuff and and they weren't really doing that no they weren't and it's like this was supposed to be their their tournament had they played the same level they did against mayhem or shock against the defiant I mean, Defiant were looking good, but I think Outlaws would have been able to beat them had they played at the level that we had seen them in the previous two matches. Because, like, with Glads and Rain out of this tournament, this should have been the Outlaws' chance to gun for second, at yeah. the very least, because Shock weren't invincible. Yeah. Well, and, and even when we finished watching the first day, I think you even messaged me, and and you didn't exactly say it, but, it, you, you know, it felt like you were kind of insinuating that this is, like, like Houston, this is yeah. Win this. That, this is Houston's to lose. Like Dallas looked very vulnerable that first map, and Shock the lost shock the map to Titans. Lost like, the map to the Titans, and so it's like, and then Houston comes in three O's Florida. So it's like they looked the best on day one out of the team, and yeah, it's and, just it was a completely different Outlaws team that played. And I'm hoping that yeah. going into Countdown Cup, they just move on. Because they're sitting comfortably in the standings. They literally have a three-point buffer above and below them. Because they're sitting at 16 points. Gladiators in third are at 19. And Spitfire below them are at 13. So as long as the Outlaws don't like just whiff horribly, which this season, in the regular season, they haven't. Even this past stage, when it looked like they were whiffing, they still went 4-2. Yeah. So like they're in they're in good spot for guaranteed playoffs, but they just they don't perform in tournaments, and that's especially this tournament when Rain and Glads, the two biggest challengers to them, were were absent, and they just proceeded to fall over. Spitfire just got unlucky. They someone just kind of went, no, I win now. Bye. <laughs> they yeah, unlucky. But Outlaws, I don't know why. I, it hurts. Five years of this, please stop. But the next group of teams, the three teams that I think largely, the Mayhem, Defiant, and Fusion, I think they can walk out of this tournament for the most part satisfied with their performance. Maybe Fusion a little disappointed, but I mean, after how the stage started for them, the fact they even made the tournament at all is kind of crazy. I think the team that can be most happy with their performance, though, is the Mayhem. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They, uh, they shouldn't have made it as far as they did. The reverse sweep on London was, you know, wonderful by them. Um, the fact that they 3-0'd a team that took a map from San Francisco Shock the day before. Like, I, I think everything outside of that first match against Houston, they can look at and just be like, yeah, we we played out of our minds. Like, really good tournament for them. Way better than I, I'm pretty sure anyone thought they would do yeah no i mean they came in as the eight seed barely squeaking in playing double flex and then as they got further in the tournament they played less and less of the double flex and just straight up took the mirror and hydron and checkmate were doing some magic and as soon as majed was able to come and be with them in person after the outlaws match it was like oh yeah they, it made a difference they just immediately leveled up leveled the titans and kept their mental game against the spitfire and almost beat the defiant like i don't had we had somebody told me before the tournament that Mayhem Defiant was going to be the giga banger of the tournament and the winner was going to go and face Shock in the loser's finals, I would have been like, 
yeah, no, you're you're smoking well, the something. Fact that, the fact that Florida, Toronto were third and fourth at the end of the tournament, just after both terrible. of them literally lost to Outlaws and Spitfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. Uh, <clears throat> there was your lower bracket run. Like and- this, this tournament literally gave us a circle of confusion because Outlaws three zero mayhem, who. 3-2 Spitfire, who 3-1 Defiant, who 3-0 the Outlaws. And you're like, what? Hang on a second. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, uh, it's a mess. But, but and, and, like, for me, it was, it was a very bittersweet tournament. Because, like, yeah. you know, I'm a huge London fan. And, and although I give you crap and stuff like that, I, I like the Houston. I've, I've kind of, you know always been a fan of Dante and stuff and so it's like when I see you know the teams that I generally cheer for get knocked out the way they did it's kind of sad but then to see Florida and Toronto do well and have like such awesome gameplay and having that match against each other like it was kind of a redeeming fact so it's like if you're going to take London and Houston out at, at least, least do, do yeah. Way. At least do it that way. Because had Mayhem beaten the Spitfire or Defiant beating the Outlaws, and then just got turbo stomped by the other one, I'd be like, really, we lost to this terrible. team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm glad that they at least took it to each other. But I mean, at the end of the day, as we talked about before this tournament even got like underway, it was really just like, all right, who wants to lose to the two best teams in your region? Step up, step right up, folks. Defiant played great. I do think a lot of it had to do with, like, the hometown buff. Like, oh, my goodness, that crowd was loud. Yeah. I think it was louder than the kickoff clash crowd in Dallas. I mean, those... Which was great to see. Those I mean, boos. Especially... Yeah, especially, like, after the start of the tournament being, like, second match of the tournament, London. Or, no, that was the... Yeah, that was no, the second, second one. Match. Yeah, having that be the second match, like, I, I'm sure being a local fan, like, that kind of sucked. But then to have the, the comeback run and make mm-hmm. it to the, the semifinals, place. like, that's killer. Like, they, they did great. I, I think the biggest thing for me, and the, the, the biggest thing that this meta that I walked away with from Defiant is, like, we already knew that Chirong Twilight backline was crazy, but this meta especially, like, amped that up exponentially outside of like their spitfire games charong twilight just didn't die especially like in the outlaws game they were always just there peeling for each other peeling for the rest of the team and they were like single-handedly just helping win fights yeah so uh, defiant showed why they came in I mean, they really should have been the third seed coming in, but Spitfire, they, I, Spitfire's just our kryptonite, I guess. Just as Mayhem is Spitfire's kryptonite. So, but they definitely played to their fourth seed, unlike the Outlaws not playing to their third seed standing. Just, yeah, uh, you know, Unlucky. Moving back over to APAC, though, the Philadelphia Fusion. I mean, this team has taken the Soul Dynasty to five now, two out of the last three times in the last week. I mean, yeah. Dynasty in their their final match only lost a map to Fusion, but it's it's amazing what not playing Carpe does for this team. <laughs> yeah, I I think you know the last like two weeks we've seen a different Fusion, and it's a good Fusion, and it's the type of Fusion that you know when things 
come down to playoffs, you know, who knows? Because, like, sure, they aren't quite winning these soul games, but they're making it close. And, and you know, you add in a little hype of, of, you know, it being the final tournament, and who knows, maybe that two to three becomes a three to two in favor of Philadelphia, you know? Like, so I think, you know, this fusion, if they look this good going into the finals and if they're able to adjust to whatever the new meta becomes, like, and if they keep Carpe on the bench, then I think, you know, they'll be like the Justice and other one of those teams to keep an eye out for, you know, for maybe some upsets in in Mm -hmm. the playoffs. Yeah, and a lot. I mean, MN3 and Zest were obviously the biggest standouts in their games. I mean, they flattened the charge; it wasn't even close. But then, and they lose. They just barely lose to Seoul. And even the second time, they most of the match, most of the maps were close outside of Circuit. Well, no, Circuit was close as well. It's like all their maps were close, even the ones they lost. Mm-hmm. So I think Fusion are just like a handful of things away from being able to get over dynasty now granted depending on how the meta goes then dynasty may level up a little bit but fusion definitely can look at this turn and be like okay we still have it after their i mean the, the, it was t- it was horrible the qualifier games were terrible but at least they had like an easy fix so like okay let's just play them in three and then it literally it fixed itself overnight so their problems for the most part are pretty easily solved just don't bench them in three and zest easy easy wins so yeah. I think those three teams can be happy with their performance at the tournament. Uh, but at the end of the day, all, all the other teams were just fighting for who wants to lose to the top two seeds in your region first. Yeah. And, and that's exactly they all lost to shock and dynasty were the two. I mean, shock and dynasty just pushed the other teams into the ground and they played. I don't know. Well, let's, let's start with dynasty. I think dynasty the first matchup against the dragons in, in the upper bracket was not pretty. I mean, they got flattened. It was a three Oh, just, just like it was the first time they played. But then in in the finals, they played a little bit better. The team as a whole did have, you know, have a, did perform better. We finally didn't get a four Oh stomping in a finals this season. in 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 terms of the region separate, uh, the region separate. Why can't I say the separation? There it is. But they still, I mean, it, they couldn't quite get it over. I mean, Dragons were just a better team. Yeah, which I think now's an appropriate time to pause discussion to brag a little bit. So you and I, remember last week when I was saying teams need to listen to us because we're just better and brilliant and amazing <laughs> okay, yeah, and yeah, smart? Yeah. Okay. Have you looked at our APEC, APEC predictions for this tournament? Uh, okay. Last week, we predicted Guangzhou Charge would lose to Shanghai 3-1. to one. Wait a minute. Did we get a perfect? It was a 3 to nothing. So, we were one map off. We'll keep a running total. Next match, we predicted it would be a 3-2 where Fusion would Fusion beat Soul. Fusion would be so Soul. So, we, we mixed those two up. But then we predicted in the lower bracket, whoever lost that second game would roll the charge, roll the charge, which happened. We predicted Dynasty would be Seoul three to one in the losers round two, which happened. You mean 
uh wait did we have fusion beating dragons in the upper bracket no we had fusion getting to so we had fusion getting rolled getting rolled and then and dynasty then rolling fusion. dynasty rolling fusion and then so we got those the upper bracket once again mixed up which team made it but but then i the losers round we had soul beating three to one and then we had the finals four to two. Right, because I was insisting. I was like, "No, this has got to go four two. And you were like, ah, "It's just gonna be." I was a like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, it's gonna so be." So for the most part, even you know, we got so a, we got a bit we mixed got up. One game wrong, and that is. But we had the and it wow. messed a couple. Things. So we almost everything were perfect on our like, APAC preds. And really, the final matches, like in total, we only got like maybe three maps wrong. Wow. across the board three or four look at so, us go we're kind of crazy we, we understand apac we're figuring it out we're amazing apac is predictable and consistent we're figuring it out let's see what happens next yeah when because i mean at the end of the week, day i mean week. like when we were doing this we were like shanghai and seoul are just so much better than the rest of apac yeah but seoul is not shanghai and we saw that in the final week of the qualifiers like seoul is good but there, I don't think there was anybody that genuinely thought Seoul was going to be able to win just by how the matchups went. I mean, when Seoul's going to five against Philly, it, Dynasty, I mean, Dragons aren't going to five against Philly. Yeah. Dragons are just curb stomping everybody. And I do think that, you know, part of that has to do with meta. This meta is very Shanghai favored, you know, in terms of like who they have playing some of the key characters. Like they have the best Genji in the world, probably, I would say. Mm hmm. Um, in who are you and like i i just think this meta is kind of like handpicked for shanghai i think they can adapt to any meta okay mm -hmm. but but this meta is kind of the shanghai meta and so we'll see how the soul shanghai dynamic changes coming into the next tournament cycle mm -hmm. but yeah at this point i think you know we called it and it was kind of predictable that being said soul looked really good against the other teams <laughs> which was just fusion they played fusion twice they played shanghai twice yeah actually i mean i'm sure if they had played charge they would have flattened charge into the dirt. oh yeah so so yeah you got second but i mean you won the kickoff clash so i mean it's like you can't you know you're trading it so it's it's i mean in shanghai and Seoul are so far ahead of the rest of apac i'm pretty sure the only two teams with positive map differential and it's like plus 24 and plus 23 and the next closest, yeah. I think, is still Spark with, like, negative three. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Seoul and Shanghai are just miles above anyone they else. They are so that. far ahead. In so, terms of, like, everything. map differential and wins and stuff like that. But I think going forward, there's a chance that Fusion can put themselves in position to, by the time playoffs come around, be at the same level of, of gameplay as Seoul and mm -hmm. Shanghai even if they aren't as high in the standings or anything, I think they have a chance to go as far as any other APAC team in the playoffs. That's my, that's my crazy prediction for the No, I, I think that's a, a valid Fusion. a valid point. Fusion yeah. being like a, a third a third place horse. So we move back over to NA and I mean we saw this one coming as well. Unfortunately, this was even more lopsided. I mean, we predicted our NA bracket, okay, to be fair, we were on the the Houston goop, but we didn't think that Houston was going to boom out. But what was funny is even though we had Houston going to the finals, we still had him getting 4-0 stomped. 
dropped. Yeah, because we think... both universally agreed that it really didn't matter who played Fuel. Fuel was just going to curb. We're just going to roll anybody. Didn't matter who it was. Yeah, and, and I think that was going to happen all along, and everyone kind of knew that. Did we seriously have the Defiant going? We had Defiant getting rolled out, yeah, because... Uh, oh, we no, 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 no. We had him losing hard. to Houston. Because we we uh, thought that it was gonna go the same way as the other two tournaments that Defiant was just gonna was gonna lose to Spitfire and then get knocked out by the Outlaws like they had the last. No, two we times. had them beating Spitfire. Oh right, we did. That but, was terrible. Well, I mean. Oh well, it happens. Anyway, at the end of the day, we went into that bracket going, it really doesn't matter how we get to the end. Fuel's gonna win four zero. Yeah, Fuel's gonna win, and they did, and, and they it did. wasn't close. And, and what it came down to in the shot game was Fuel. Because, like, Shock's, Shock's way of playing this whole season has just been proper go kill. Yeah. And Fuel just kind of went, okay, proper can go kill. We're just going to kill the rest of your team. And, yeah. like, proper still had crazy stats. He had, like, the, oh, yeah. he almost had the most of limbs, I mean, final blows in the whole lobby. Like, his stats are still incredible, but Fuel just kind of ignored it. It's like, how, it's like how you would play goats against Farah. Just ignore the Farah and kill their team. Yeah. So proper could do whatever he wanted, and fuel just didn't care. They would just kill the rest of the team. And I do think a large portion of the, the tournament, Kilo didn't really show up a whole lot. I mean, even in the games where they won, I would say that he was the second best hit scan in most of those matches. Yeah. And the thing about the shock is like, you know, one it's like their whole team is pretty dang good especially if they're on fire they're all like super solid they're all you know top five in their roles i would say you know every single player on the shot mm -hmm. uh and then proper is like number one overall but it's like if they don't show up proper alone can't carry them you know mm -hmm. and and they have that team mentality and so it'll, it'll be interesting um, going forward, because like if they get in a meta that gives proper the opportunity to just go crazy on Tracer and like one dynamic about, uh, you know, with this team comp is because it's so team fight based where you have everyone clumping together, you know, using these high powered support ults and abilities to kind of keep the team alive. Mm hmm. Uh, it makes it so you can't have a single person carry nearly as well as you can in, you know, the previous metas we've had this year where it's a lot of, you know, Tracer knocking out the entire team or NG Blade actually doing something besides, you know, getting the Lucio to ult. <laughs> and so, yeah, it'll be interesting. But it was tragic to watch them lose so hard against Dallas, especially at the very least times in a row. It was actually three times because I played literally oh, the yeah, week before. I, the good thing though is at least it was consistent. I like APAC and NA were at least consistent, where yeah. it's like Dallas and Shanghai rolled Dynasty and Shock in the final week of the regular uh, of the qualifiers, and then we came into the tournament and they just did the same thing again. So there yeah. wasn't like any weird like things that happened in the midseason madness where teams that had been beating each other before suddenly it flipped. No, this one came in. It was just business as usual. Fuel were like, we've beaten you twice before. We're just going to do it again. And the Dragon said the same to Dynasty. Yeah. So. Which I think, you know, which kind of got me thinking, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, 
week one of this tournament cycle, you had someone who I won't say his name, but someone tweeted something about this meta being stupid and it's a skillless meta. And it's like, I I think a lot of people coming into the whole Junker Queen thing had like a lot of concerns about it. A lot of, mm-hmm. you know, week one, we had a lot of upsets and some teams that we thought should be good weren't looking good. I think this tournament kind of showed that, yes, this doesn't play out the same way as the other metas, but teams that were good are still good. You know, players that are good are still good. And, like, regardless of meta, if, like, the Gladiators, it was so tragic because I feel like if they had had a better attitude coming into this, this meta, you know, they might not have had to sit out this tournament. And, and, same thing with Atlanta Rain. I feel like those two teams are are the only two outliers that mm-hmm. just like lived outside of and and part of that the Glads did have a lot of really hard matchups, which you know sucked for this tournament cycle. But the next um, leading up to playoffs, they should have pretty easy ground, and I think they're already pretty much guaranteed their spot anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it it just kind of shows that. Sometimes it's it's okay to not know everything about something, and sometimes it's okay to just see how it goes. And some people need to s- stop freaking out. And which relates to something that I know we probably aren't going to go down too deep right now. But Overwatch Two is going to be awesome, and and even if it's not what you expect. Just have faith in it. I think a lot of people right now are freaking out about a lot of things. And I think people need to chill. Because, like, just like this meta, people freaked out. And they were like, oh, good teams can't even play this meta because, you know, it's just a luck meta. And it's like, no, teams are consi- like teams were able to be consistent in this meta. You know, if, if you figure out the meta, if you figure out, if you take the time to, like, try to figure out what is intended with it, like, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. and make it look good and so yeah it everyone was, needs to stop freaking out about everything yeah the only thing about it was it was just it was pretty predictable the really good teams were really good the entire stage unlike any yeah. other metas where we kind of went into the tournaments going like okay well you know shock look like they're really good and you know you're like well shock might win this but glads could win this but we came into this tournament going no fuel and dragons are winning this no stop full stop like there's yeah. no one that's going to be able to challenge them and it was proven right it, it really how the tournament played out before the finals didn't matter it didn't matter who dragons or fuel played in the finals that other team was just going it, they didn't have a chance yeah, and when when true. fuel and dragons just roll the next best team in their region in the tournament then you're like okay these are clearly the two best teams currently in this meta and it's like we're back in 2021 nature is healing fuel and dragons are back on top hmm. uh that being said we say that it was all fine and dandy. Washington almost changed everything. Yeah, I like if Washington had won, this whole discussion would be different. Yeah, because I've like I've got the bracket up here. You know, Justice beat Fuel, and then suddenly Fuel are playing Defiant in the losers bracket, and Defiant the home crowd probably goes out instantly. Yeah, two and out, and then Defiant are have, gone, and then the and then we have literally probably Washington the- London, and the winner of that playing San Francisco. And one of those two teams making it to the finals. 
probably not. I'm gonna. Well, be... I'm sa- I'm saying between San Francisco oh, and whoever. Yeah, like it would have. And so it probably still would have been San Francisco. Yeah, had Justice beaten Fuel, Shock probably would have entered the grand finals from the upper bracket. Because there's no Probably, way that yeah. Justice or Spitfire would have been able to do anything to Shock. Because but I don't Shock... know if, like, if Washington got the just the momentum of beating Dallas, and then they went on and beat London, I think they could have beat Shock. Well, no, because had had Justice three owed Fuel, it would have been because Fuel just kept playing the Ash, right? Because as soon as Fuel swapped over to just mirroring the Sojourn, they just rolled Spitfire back three in a row. And so I don't think that they would have been able to take down Spitfire and Shock back to back because neither of those teams played Ash really at all. They are they aren't Ash teams. Justice just kind of had the upper hand and Decay was able to do a lot more aggro on the Sojourn. So even if they had beaten Spitfire, Shock still would have just beat him into the dirt. I mean, this is the Justice that literally got 3-0'd by the Outlaws the week before this tournament. Yeah, but I mean, but I, it, I shock would shock would have entered shock would have entered to the upper bracket. Like we still would have had the same finals, but the lo- the losers bracket would have been interesting because fuel definitely would have knocked defiant out. You know, round one. I don't think that they're even this defiant that kind of leveled up in the losers bracket. I don't think they would have been able to beat fuel. And then we would have had like the most high stakes battle of Texas that has ever happened. And honestly, I feel like outlaws probably would have come into that game and actually showed up had it been a battle for Texas because yeah. there would have been a lot more stakes than just tournament. This would have been like the, like one of the fuel, one of the few actual rivalries that is, still exist in this league that aren't just manufactured. Like this is outlaws fuel is a genuine rivalry and had Fuel been in the loser's bracket and played Outlaws in the quarterfinals down there, that actually could have been a really good match. Yeah. Fuel probably still would have won. And then Fuel would have just rolled Mayhem and would have just rolled Spitfire or Justice. Like, we would have ended up with the same outcome, except Fuel would have just rampaged through the lower bracket. It would have been really entertaining to watch the upper bracket be a weird mess of teams just waiting to lose to Shock, but... <laughs> But overall, like, other than that game, every other game, pretty much, up until, like, Mayhem started beating teams, because, you know, I didn't think they were going to beat Spitfire. There's no way. Yeah. So, but it, at the end of the day, it was like, didn't matter how we got there, the Grand Finals were going to probably be 4-0 fuel. Yeah. They, uh... And that, this is, that's like the only, this is the only tournament where we came into the tournament going, no, Fuel's definitely going to win this 4-0-4-1. All the other ones, we were like, it could be Shock, it could be Glads, you know? Which brings me to my other big picture analysis bragging moment. So, coming into this third tournament, we had a segment in our last episode leading up to it where we talked about who we thought could, you know, could be better than expected and i said fuel i i said i, I, I thought fuel i fought would kinda to come you away. yeah yeah and and you thought the fuel were going to just crash and burn i said that they had the highest there there was a likelihood that they could i think that yeah. i had flipped to say that it could go either way yeah and i think that's kind of what we both kind of settled on but looking back Big brain, big brain, bread and rice over here. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, 
not to say I can see the future or anything, but London finals. London finals. Not to say I can see the future, but... I mean, Spitfire would have to run through the APAC teams as well. Do you know what would have to, have to happen? Like, one simple thing. You have a Ryan May meta. Uh, actually, yeah, that and, would have to be what it is. And on top of that, multiple players, like, I don't know, get sick right in time for playoffs. <laughs> like, proper, just, like... Proper and Honda just catch, his, like... His, his wrist is just sore. So it's not a real injury, but it keeps him from gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like him, Hanbin. Yeah. Lip, uh, and then, you literally yeah, like, you yeah. need every Lip, superstar Lip. in the league to just not show up in the playoffs. And London makes it to the finals. Hey, I didn't say London wins the finals. So they, they make base, it. so every every team except every one team has except to have one. their superstar players just not show up. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And if it's a Ryan meta, there are only oh, like yeah. no no no. So if it's yeah. a Ryan meta, like Glads can beat them, I think. I think in a good day, Dallas might be able to. San Francisco Shock should beat them. Dynasty and meta. Dragons could potentially Dynasty both beat them. So so that's five teams. That's easy. That's, that's half easy. of the tournament bracket. Yeah, so you have five players that have get, to get sick. <laughs> sick oh, yeah man. like easy easy london finals all right we're hearing it here happen. first we're hearing it here first but before we run into power rankings any final thoughts about this bracket about how the tournament went how this meta rolled out uh i think it was fun it was a fun one i i i enjoyed the junker queen i it kind of you know it wasn't like goats, but it had certain things that were like goats. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was kind of, it brought back some good memories of like trying to figure out what crazy over health stuff was going on from each player where cooldowns were. Um, I, I think visually one thing that I wish that they implemented, implemented for metas like this is if they showed the cooldowns for, uh, like Junker Queen's mm-hmm. uh, Commanding Shout or whatever it's called. Um, I think stuff like that would help. But uh, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a good meta. I, I thought it was a good tournament cycle. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of patch notes they have and how they're going to adjust things. Mm-hmm. And I really... Like, they, they've confirmed they're, they are, right? Yeah, they have said that they are, they are adjusting Junker Queen. Do no? Do we know if teams have started playing with yes. the new pack? Yes, we. I, I saw a video on Twitter of the fuel like gathering around Hanbin as they were reading the okay. the patch notes, and I know that there were leaked patch notes, but they haven't been confirmed or not. So we'll discuss that next week. Okay. But no, teams do already know of the patch changes and are already practicing on That's the good. new stuff. They're already practicing on the the Ryan May the Ryan May comp the Spitfire comp, correct? I, for me, this tournament, I'm glad that we only have one stage of this. I think it was, like, cool to have, and this stage really, it's like, even if you, if you make, like, one error, the map's over, almost. It's like, if you, if yeah. you make one mistake, the fight is just, it's, it's lost. Unless you're, like, the Dallas Fuel and clutching out things, you have no right clutching out. 
you you make one mistake and it's like not all trades are equal if your junker queen goes down and you kill the enemy team sojourn no you still lose the fight because not having the junker queen there it's that's just a death sentence mm -hmm. so it was really interesting to see the difference between like teams going aggressive because it was really hard to play defensively on this one and we saw the outlaws yeah. just get manhandled when they tried to do that like this was really like you there really wasn't a reactive way of playing this comp you just had to go pedal to the metal and just put your foot on the throat of the enemy team otherwise you were going to get rolled instead yeah definitely and i mean and it I was it was a fun tournament as well not having glads and rain in there really made it more interesting even though we already basically knew the winner coming into it mm -hmm. the path that we took to get there was more enjoyable yeah i i think um one other thought there was a big thought i had oh yeah i was going to say one of the weird things about this meta is it's like characters could survive so long like different players could survive so long but then in an instant just be gone mm -hmm. like it, it was it was you know a high healing high burst meta and so like things happen just so fast and so it was like you would look at someone and they would have like legit 400 health you know 200 plus like 200 bonus health mm -hmm. and then just bam gone dead and it, it was crazy to watch and so i think yeah i i'm excited to see what the patch notes i hope it's enough to you know cut her down and i think one advantage of them like the pros already having the patch uh, while you know before it's announced at all is if there are adjustments that need to be made before the pros start playing, mm -hmm. you know, actual matches, like that can happen. Like I think if Junker Queen is still like the only tank being played right now, mm -hmm. they probably add in more adjustments. More adjustments. Before. Yeah, at least I hope so. Like, I would hope so as I well. Mean, and and I'm fine if Junker Queen gets some play, but when you're playing a a, a character like Junker Queen on maps like Gibraltar. Gibraltar. There's a problem there. Like, like, I'm I'm fine, you know, seeing Junker Queen on half the maps or something like that. Or, but, but when you're running Junker Queen every single map without fail, regardless of anything else, like, I think that's an issue. And I, you know, it would also be nice if we had a break from Sojourn, because I love Sojourn, but the fact that she can just kill people out of nowhere like it makes the game i don't i don't know i don't love watching sojourn every game like it's it's good to see her occasionally because mm -hmm. like people can pop off but it's also like really frustrating to watch when you're like oh these teams are doing all these small little things and it's really cool and then Gunk. oh she accidentally headshot someone <laughs> and threw a wrecking like, ball you know yeah it's like yeah i don't know no, but, that that's that's fair, but I I think it was good for us to have this meta. Yeah, lots of people yeah. don't like it, but I I think it was good for us to have a meta like this going into. Then we can even more appreciate whatever Countdown Cup has because if we didn't have this meta come through, then it and I feel like it was good for the game balance to have a meta where things were just overtuned. Yeah, um, definitely. So enough of that. Power rankings. Here we go. So we have a decision to make, yeah. just like we had the last two tournaments. No. What do we want? Are we are we wanting to rank for the future, even though we don't know what the future is, or do we want to rank tournament solely, and then use next week 
maybe we get information about meta you know comps that are being run and do power rankings next week in prep so what i say we do just for the the fun of it is because i saw into the future and saw you saw the meta the rhine meta i saw the rhine meta <laughs> let's pred as if it's a rhine meta and then next week, when we have more information, we can adjust. So we're not even going to do a power ranking based on the tournament. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, tournament's old news. Junker Queen's dead. What is and, this? Uh, yeah. So, so basically, uh, this is going to be a clickbait power rankings. Yeah. I mean, we have to do something. All right. We, so we, everybody watching this up. video, understand that these power rankings are meaningless, and you can skip through this right to play of the week. You don't have to pay attention to these. This is just us no. messing around. Ignore Hiccup. This is <laughs> the most important thing we have ever done. If you want to see into the future, listen to yeah. these power rankings. Although they won't be perfect because no, Spitfire is going to win the finals. And My goodness. So Spitfire should be number one or uh, number two, but we aren't going to do that because... I, I, are we genuine? Are you genuine? Are you being serious here? You're wanting to do a, a Ryan? Do I, oh, okay. Okay, Why so not? Like, hypothetically, we'll say the meta is Ryan, May, S Lucio, Lucio with an Ana, and then hit scan is either Sojourn Ass, Soldier, any hit scan really, right? Yeah. Okay. So that being said, Gladiators literally won the kickoff clash playing that comp. Yeah. So yeah. Gladiators I, 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 would I, have to be one. They're in number that. one. And. But see, fuel. I feel like even if Ryan is meta, there's gonna be the counter to it. Yeah, and uh, fuel and I got think, second place in the kickoff clash, playing the counter to it. I think going forward, because they won't want a river all the way back, and so what I see being the best counter into Ryan in this next patch. You're gonna think I'm crazy. You're gonna say like Arissa or something, aren't you? But it is going to be Arissa because if you look at like early pro when they first got their hands on overwatch two mm -hmm. word got out that so ryan comps were being played early it was a yeah, lot yeah. of reaper, lot of ryan, may, reaper ryan. may and then orisa killed that and then they moved into you know what we ended up seeing winston zarya's winston zarya's and, yeah. and stuff like winston started gang play and it became that whole comp so orisa could be yeah, the but Ryan we didn't killer. see Arisa used in Kickoff Clash though. Was the thing like used as the counter? So like, but if, I think if, if we, they end up if we go in, things. if we go into a Ryan meta, I really see things being largely similar to Kickoff Clash. It's just Ryan is run all the time instead of like Winston comps because it really seemed like Kickoff Clash. Like the be all end all was if you were really good at the Ryan comp, you just beat everybody else. Because yeah. it was like, if you weren't super good at the Ryan comp, you were countered by Doomfist, is how we saw Outlaws and Rain doing it, was that yeah. they were able to pull out the Doomfist, but then like the Doomfist comp was, some, was countered by the Winston comp, but then the Winston comp was countered by the Zarya comp, which was countered by the... It was like a circle. Man, stage one was so awesome. So I think, like, I think we're, we're really... It's like, how similar to stage... How similar to the kickoff clash are we thinking this meta is going to be? Like, is Doomfist going to be viable? Is... Winston gonna be viable, or is it like hard Ryan and like Junker Queen? Let's go. Let's balance it. I mean, let's rate it as if it's pure Ryan. Even on Gibraltar, we're just hard locking Ryan. Gibraltar is weird. Teams pull out Hog. 
You're going on the Gunma Goop week one, the hog meta. Okay. So let's just assume it's similar to kickoff clash, except now we have Junker Queen thrown in the mix because I feel like Junker Queen would kind of counter the Rhine comp because it, we saw Spitfire try and use it and it didn't I, I think, usually work. You know, if Junker Queen doesn't get nerfed down, she'll get nerfed. She'll get you, nerfed. Yeah. But like, as is, you can't play Rhine into her. No, but so. even if she is nerfed, I think that like fundamentally the Rhine comp doesn't work against the Junker Queen because you're you're able to use the speed boost to kind of circumvent the walls a little bit uh, and get the extra health. So I would imagine that the comps would come down to basically everything in Kickoff Clash plus Junker Queen. But I feel like if she's nerfed enough, then you'll see Zarya creep back in like the Fuel did. So I, yeah. I don't really think like I. Genuinely, if we do a Rhine meta, I feel like the power rankings would just be like they were for Kickoff Clash, except Spitfire would be higher. Has nothing changed since Kickoff Clash? Not really, because I mean, when we went into Summer Show, well, in Summer Showdown, Sojourn was buffed a little, and we saw a lot of, uh, like Ball, and we saw a lot of Winston, and we saw a little bit of Rhine. Like Summer Showdown, I mean, Midseason Madness and Kickoff Clash were somewhat similar. Although they made some changes which made Zarya not as viable, but like Doomfist was still being run all the time. I mean, not a whole lot has changed other than Junker Queen being added to the game. And I don't know what that, depending on how much she's nerfed, would determine how much she just crushes the Rhine comp. Or at least gives it an adequate counter. And then, I just don't, it's kind of like, odd. It's, because it's, I don't know to what extent, because you'd have to buff like the Rhine comp a lot for it to be hard meta because even in kickoff clash it wasn't hard meta it was just a good counter yeah. against the zarya comp well and and so if we're being realistic here which the original idea wasn't to be realistic it was just to be crazy okay no, no here's what we're gonna do we're just going to assume every team is able to play their best comp how about we do that okay every team playing their best comp. so i think Ooh, gladiators i think is still well okay Peak Gladiators in what? Kickoff Clash is probably Peak Gladiators, right? How does Kickoff Clash Gladiators compare to Summer Showdown Fuel? I think Glads win that. I think Glads take it. And then Shock, they, they looked best when they I were... I think Shock beat Fuel as well. Really? I mean, Fuel stomped over Shock, though, in the Kickoff Clash and in Summer Showdown. On two yeah, different, very different comps. Of those, but I think neither of those was Shock at their best. Well, but I mean, has Shock played at their best in playoffs? No. Well, in playoffs, no. Yeah, but, but I mean, in regular season, I, uh, I think you still usually, keep. I think you still keep Fuel second. If Fuel are able to play their best comps into their strengths, Fuel are better than Shock, because Fuel have the hive mind that allows them to just circumvent Shock proper, go kill everything. Because it seems like at the end of the day, that's what that's what Shock defaults to, is yeah. proper, go kill everything. So I think you go Glad's Fuel Shock. Now, you get this weird middle tier. So, like, Outlaw's best comp is definitely the Doomfist comp, right? I mean, you could say it's the Junker Queen, but they, like, stumbled and killed over twice. Yeah, and, uh, well, I think no matter what, I don't think you can put Outlaw's next. I, I don't think I don't Outlaws think you can. I think you put Rainforce. I think... Because Rain's best comp yeah. was definitely the, do was the Summer Showdown stuff with Doomfist. And yeah, they just which, killed everyone. Their Doomfist looked way better than the Outlaws. It wasn't countered nearly as hard. Yeah, no. I and, think there's still yeah. a tear break between Shock and Rain, though. 
yeah, and and I think after rain, I would have to say have to go Spitfire. Uh, well, Spitfire's desk comp. Would you say Junker Queen or would you say the Rhine comp, the Rhine May stuff? Because I'd say the Rhine May. Because if it's Rhine May, Outlaws beat but, Spitfire when they did the the Doomfist versus the Rhine May. Because Doomfist, when played properly, counters the Rhine May. If unless you're playing like Gladiators, in which case it doesn't matter what you play, you lose. But, but I, Spitfire I th- beat Rain in the match. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It, it, so, do we rate, you know, team versus team, or do we rate them overall? Because I think overall, Spitfire would beat more teams than Outlaws would beat. Uh, I mean, Outlaws Rainbow. have the better record, if we're going based off of just overall. Yeah, but but a lot of that Spitfire haven't been able to play. You know, they're their, Ryan. Their best. Yeah, because they've just been counter comps. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like Rain and Outlaw's best comp is a little bit of a counter comp to Spitfire's best comp. And I mean, Glad's Fuel and Shock, their comps are all definitely counter comps to Spitfire's. I, d- I mean, regardless, Spitfire definitely above Justice Titans and Mayhem. Like, that's no, that's no question. Yeah. So it's like when Spitfire and Rain play each other, Spitfire usually take that setup. But when the Outlaws played the Spitfire in the best comp matchup, Spitfire lost. Yeah, and so I think those three just have to be kind of in their own Kind of in their own tier. They just kind of beat each other. You know, you can put Outlaws above Spitfire. I'll put Spitfire Well, and I would put Spitfire above Rain, but then Outlaws are lower than Rain, but it's like these three are like Yeah, I, I think they're just like this... Do you they're think there would you the think there would be a tier break though between Spitfire and Defiant if everyone's playing their best comps because Defiant would definitely be the Junker Queen comp. Yeah, I I still don't think Defiant are at the same level cuz it's like you know Defiant when they're playing their best comp in the best state of mind doing, with the home like, crowd <laughs> with the home crowd they can beat those teams. But, but that's not what if, we're... If, but that, we aren't saying each team at their ideal... Location. Their ideal yeah, comp. no, it's just yeah. at so their best. Like, at their best comp. Defiant. And I think Toronto just... They aren't consistent enough, even when the meta's in their favor. So we think tier... Above. So tier break when you so fire Defiant. Okay. And, and I think the big thing with the tier break, like, I, I think it all comes down to consistency. Well, between... I mean, the Outlaws haven't been very consistent. Well, okay. They've been more They've consistent, been more consistent than, than Defiant, yeah. They haven't been consistent in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we, have, but, then we have this middle group then. Defiant, Justice, Titans, Mayhem. I think Defiant are at the top of that list. I yeah, think you can put I, them there. But then the question is, who, who comes next in that bracket? Because Justice, their best comp, I don't know. Because well, and it, without Happy... Yeah, exactly. That does change I, that things. things cuz now they can't even play their best comps cuz now Decay. They looked at their they looked their best when Happy was in and playing out of his mind. And without that, I think I mean they're definitely but low defiant are they I mean and Titans mayhem? beat them what? in their nor- and, and Titans beat them in their regular season matchup. And Mayhem probably Mayhem's best comp was definitely Kickoff Clash when someone was able to play the Winston. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they popped off in the they popped off in Summer Showdown, but I wouldn't say that that comp was their best. No, I I think they definitely looked better compared to everyone else. So I would put I put Mayhem right behind right behind I'd Defiant put, then. Yeah, yeah, and then and, and, I think Titans at their best, which is definitely the Junker Queen comp. I think beat Justice because I mean they did when they when they matched up because Justice's best look with this roster 
you can you can only say it's the Junker Queen comp and Titans beat them. When well, they what play. would be their ideal comp? Like, if you were to it make would, a comp around the Justice, what would it be? It would definitely be. I mean, you'd have to have a Genji in there because that's Assassin's Flex DPS. So it would either be. It, it would have to. It would be like a Tracer Genji because then you put Decay on the Tracer. But yeah. Kalios isn't a main tank player, so like you can't really unless you're doing like dive with like a Diva. But Diva comps have never been like good. But if they were, because we're we're saying hypothetically, if there was, a but comp, but like hypothetically, it would be that, or maybe like a Zarya comp, because I mean, Decay is good on hit scan, so I I would say it's probably just the Junker Queen comp, because I don't I don't think that Justice, because like the the Zarya comp was like hit scan Reaper, and I would definitely say that Decay's Sojourn is probably better than his Reaper. Because yeah. like it was Reaper hit scan was how you played with the with the Zarya, and you what do you want to put Assassin on Reaper? No, yeah. his best character is definitely Genji. So it's definitely got to be the Junker Queen. And when you compare that to the Titans, who's, yeah, I mean three wins versus zero, Titans best comp is also the Junker Queen, and they beat Justice when they played. So I I think you put Titans above Justice, but then you've got this Boston Uprising argument down here at the bottom, and when Boston played Titans. Boston won. Yeah, I, I, I would still put Justice above Titans. Because okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think once again it comes down to consistency. Titans, I feel like, I feel like I, I just can't trust them to be. Not yet. Yeah, they need some above, good. They need good like, wins. They, they just, yeah, I, I'll put them in the same tier as Justice Mayhem Defiant, mm-hmm. but they just, they haven't beat anyone good. Like. Yeah, they've beaten the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So then, and and they've beaten the least consistent teams in the league. So mm -hmm. even when they get wins that, like when they beat the Justice, it's like they lose to Boston the following week. But are the Just Justice even good? Mm -hmm. Like it. it Yeah. Depends on the week. So then, what Um, do we want to do about Boston Uprising? Because Boston, their best got so many players if boston's best look is when they're playing their western guys when punk and crimson are in the lineup like their best look was literally when they played titans on the joker queen and won yeah because before that they were doing funky stuff i mean punk's doomfist looks good as well i would honestly put boston above titans because boston just when they, when they are actually playing their real roster boston can look competitive almost against anyone yeah so I think I feel like at that point we almost might have to drop Titans into the lower, either drop them lower or put Boston in the tier with Justice above Titans. Yeah, I'd be okay putting Titans down, moving Titans down I, because I I don't think, yeah, I don't think Boston belongs up there, and I think like Titans being up there is a stretch, especially because. Mm-hmm. And then obviously New York and Paris. Now, is there a tier break between Titans and New York? Well, the question is, is, no, is New there a York... meta that New York looks good on? No, because they've done it every meta where they have like one week where it's like, oh, wait, hang on. They're cooking something and hey, then they just fall flat. Here, and then they, so. Like, I think yeah, their best I... meta is when Yaki's able to play Genji. But even then, they just get rolled by the Titans. So I don't think that New York has ever been consistent enough to like do anything. I don't yeah. think that there is a meta where they can be super competitive with everybody because they just kind of like spark upon genius for two games a stage. And I think Paris is in the same 
about except last flashes of genius. Well, and we're out of we're out of tier, tier breaks to put, so we can't put a tier break between New York and Paris. <laughs> oh no, no, they're they're in the same. So New then York we, and so Paris. so this this off the goop out of left field NA power rankings has four tier breaks. With Glad's Fuel Shock, Tear Break, Rain Outlaw Spitfire, Tear Break, Defiant Mayhem Justice, Tear Break, Uprising and Titans in their own tier, Tear Break, Excelsior Eternal. <laughs> and I think, honestly, if we look at the season as a whole... This is actually almost... This is this perfectly is, accurate. Like, in, in terms of, like, who, overall... Who's so really much. competing with who? Yeah, I who's, think the yeah, only argument yeah, you I could think. make is putting Defiant with Rain Outlaws and Spitfire... Because Defiant yeah. are competing with those three teams for but those. But I think it depends on the meta, though, and who and like, like the the level that they show up. Yeah, I don't trust Defiant as much as I trust Rain Spitfire Outlaws in the regular season, at least. Yeah, over and the I feel like Toronto stage. at their best is competitive with those teams at their just average. Average, because if Outlaws had shown up in the tournament, they would have beaten Defiant, and Spitfire yeah. did beat Defiant. So yeah. that's how it is. So moving over to APAC, I, I think all you do is put fusion above charge and ta-da, we're done. Well, okay. I get you. I mean, you keep the tier break between dragons and dynasty. I feel like you have to. And fusion charge hunters in that order, I think is appropriate, right? The question is, what do we do with the spark team? Because sparks best meta was definitely summer showdown. I mean, mid-season madness. I mean, they only lost to Fusion in terms of the APAC yeah. teams, but then Summer Showdown, they just fell flat on their face. So if we're going purely mid-season madness, I feel like you put them below Fusion because that was how they performed. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's... And that then you do Charge, Hunters, Valiant. APAC didn't really change a lot. We just moved yeah. Fusion and Spark. <laughs> Wow, we talk about how confusing APAC is, and then we go and do like this weird, wonky power rankings, and nothing really changes. Well, because it's like they're consistent in their inconsistencies. It's like Fusion will lose games against Valiant. lower teams. Yeah, and stuff like that. So it's like weird stuff happens, mm -hmm. but you can kind of count on it happening. And it's like when it comes down to the tournaments and stuff, like... Some teams are competitive, some teams aren't. Valiant aren't going to make playoffs. No. Like, that's just... Doesn't matter the meta, doesn't matter what Valiant they can play, no. Could take a game off Spark. Wouldn't surprise me. Like, it, it would be mm -hmm. weird, but stuff like that happens in APAC. So it's like, it's weird, but it's also not. Like, it's, it's, it's predictable in its weirdness. Like, yeah, yeah. And none of the weirdness actually changes, like... Like the weirdness usually doesn't have like a big effect. On it, it it levels itself out and makes sense in the end. So these are the weird power rankings that have no bearing on anything whatsoever and will be fixed next week after we get information about the meta. But because we have no meta information, we're purely speculating. This is not going to be how things. I mean, maybe it will, but I mean, the big difference between this and how things will end is Spitfire. Where does Spit finals. Where does Spitfire go and where does Defiant go? I think Spitfire in the finals, easy. It's gonna be Spitfire against the Spark. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spitfire charge. Here we go. Oh yeah, easy. All right. Well, to end off, as always, play of the week. I think that there's only one play that is a perfect microcosm of what took place in this bracket. Uh, it's the Hanbin play against the San Francisco Shock. 
Um, when literally Fuel have two people alive, Hanbin comes in and solo rampages four of Shock, and then Fuel just win. They kept doing this over and over again. The, the Fuel and even the Dragons just kept getting away with it. They would just throw ults in, and they'd be like, no, we win these now, and they would just win. No other team, no other teams were able to do that. Pelican tried it so many times and it never worked. Even the Shock tried it. You know, Proper would try and win a clutch a fight, but Hanbin's just a freak of nature. Yeah, and it was crazy to watch. And I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with the tank meta, and we'll see if Hanbin actually exists after this week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out next week. So that was the summer showdown and some weird power rankings that actually had nothing to do with the summer showdown. But there are no matches this week, so next week when we come in, there's a lot of news that took place with some roster moves and some Overwatch 2 information. But because we didn't want it, it wasn't related to the tournament. We're holding those for next week. So next week will be news that happened, any meta information we get, and obviously, as always, predding all, like, 13 North American games that happen week one, like we always do, as we approach into the final quarter of the it's season. <laughs> oh no well we hope you all enjoyed the tournament just as much as we did and we hope you enjoy the, the week off and then look forward to the matches next week we'll see you